soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Welcome to Oracle Soup. I'm Gina Feast, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Katrina Wynn. <laughs> That's right. We're dangerous. <laughs> uh, dangerous cooks, maybe. I don't know. I would agree with that. I've been known to boil water. <laughs> in fact, I burned it. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we make some pretty good food. We've fed quite a few people here in our Oracle Soup Kitchen. We certainly have. So we have another episode or installment of our Kitchen Table Conversations. And I'm very excited about our guest in this round. Oh, yes. In fact, this is somebody I've been working with for the last few years, and I've just grown to admire so much, and I'm so excited about her work in the world, and just feel fortunate that someone is taking up her cause. So the topic, this is this is something I'm sure our listeners can appreciate, because you're probably listening to us right now through the internet, or you downloaded us from the internet. So what we're talking about is these modern times and how we have so many opportunities to learn to study via the internet. Now, I don't know about you, Gina, but when I first started studying Tarot, the most I had was maybe a book, like from Mary Greer or something, you know. We're talking like, uh, I'm really truly dating myself, but we're talking about early, early 70s, you know, and uh, I didn't have any Tarot teachers, and I'm, for the most part, self-taught up to a point, um, but also from reading books. If I'd had the internet back then, whoa. It's funny because, you know, back in my day, we didn't have that internet either, so... (laughs) learning through the internet was fairly new when I started my tarot journey as well um and you know I'm an old-fashioned I I say I'm a a child of the 80s but um you know I I do everything did everything the old-fashioned way there was uh, um I was new just really getting a, a computer but learning about tarot through books uh, is where I started and when I did get a hold of the internet in my own computer started looking uh, uh, for uh, online uh, tarot classes that's exactly what I did the, the very first search I ever did on the internet was for any kind of article or information about tarot you know and I actually found some and I probably still have them here somewhere I printed them out but uh it's come such a long way it has it has (laughs) it really has I actually did not start 
the study on the internet, but I actually did a correspondence course through the Tarot School, which you've heard me tell this tale many, many times now, but it was still very much hands-on. It wasn't, and doing teleconferences, that's the, the other thing. My introduction to actually working with Tarot very shortly after that was going into my professional um practice as a reader online and in a um, chat room and on video so and through there I actually ended up teaching students through that venue so it was a thing where I'm typing there was no sound (laughs) at this time it's everything in a chat room and you're typing so imagine doing a whole class like that with lots of oh honey I could not do that I just, yeah, that would be a little too stressful for me. <laughs> In fact, that's why I waited. I actually was doing, you know, I started teaching, oh, I think around 1995 when people started asking me to teach classes. And then from there, I developed my school because of the request. But it was still face-to-face in person, right? And people from all over the world would email me and say, well, gee, how can I take your class? And I'm like, well, you know, I'd like to offer it on the Internet or something, but the Internet has not quite met what I'm looking for in terms of an interactive medium. And that's when I came across Global Spiritual Studies in Linda Marson because I started noticing what she was putting online and the format and I did a lot of research and I really for me personally I loved it because not only do you have a PowerPoint presentation and you have a live talk from the teacher but you can actually see a video of the teacher talking in real time and when it's recorded you've got live students who are in the chat room asking questions or whatever and I just thought now that's it. And not only that, but I don't have to do it. Somebody else is producing it. So that, so really what we're talking about today is not only how far we've come, but what is it like to study Tarot on the Internet and using formats such as what's used in Global Spiritual Studies? And what are some of these advantages as well as some of the disadvantages? Yes, I once upon a time when I was back doing the um, Psychic Web, it was I actually invited a um, very special guest on to my chat room to do a class and we had a vision of actually doing virtual spiritual school where different speakers could come in and teach different things we just didn't want it to uh, be specifically about tarot but um, lots of different things there's so many different things people are into and if my, my interest um, scans the uh, a big wide spectrum as well so I think that you know as technology improves um, you know, as the internet improves, as we get faster and want more in- instant gratification and information that, you know, there's so many different ways to get and learn tarot. So we're really happy to have Linda Marson here with us. And um, let's see what she has to say. Yeah. And just one more thing is what I also admire about sites like hers. And there may be other ones and I'd love to hear about them. But what I like about her site is she covers a variety of things. That's why it's called Global Spiritual Studies, because not only does she cover Tarot, but Kabbalah, the Petite Lenormand, and palmistry and astrology and Wicca and dream work and healing and on and on and on with amazing people, which I'm sure you've heard a lot of these things like Mary Greer and Rachel Pollock and Kashleen Matthews and well, and then myself. <laughs> There's many, many more. 
So uh, it's a great resource. Let's have fun talking with Linda and pull up a chair, come up to that kitchen table, and let's just share. And did you want to mention really quickly what's going on with you and your connection through the Global Spiritual Studies this month? Oh, okay, sure, yeah. So um, my very most popular class that I've been teaching probably since 1995, but it continues to evolve and grow, is called uh, The Sacred Journey of the Soul Through the Major Arcana. And it's just been probably for me the most fascinating uh, aspect of the Tarot is that hero's journey through the Major Arcana. So I did record that with uh, Global Spiritual Studies. That was my very first class. And since then, some of the technology has upgraded, and we decided to go ahead and upgrade that class. And of course, my lessons are always upgrading too, and what I'd like to include. So I'm going to be re- recording that on January the 20th, which uh, may be after, you know, that may have already happened by the time you're listening to this, but cool thing is we record them live but they are recorded so you can purchase them later and but if you catch this before we record it uh, i've thrown in the trio from my beginning tarot videos or, or classes so you get all three for the price of one so anyway and then of course i have uh, my advanced um, professional Tarot Consulting Certificate course, which is also offered on Global Spiritual Studies. So as you can see, I've made a huge investment. I don't even remember how many classes I had there now. I think I have like 11 or 12. Okay. So uh, it's an incredible resource. Like I said, so many wonderful people. We hope to get Gina up there sometime too. At some <laughs> point. At some point. So we hope you enjoy the show. I am so thrilled. I mean, you can't even know how thrilled I am right now to have Linda Morrison in the Oracle Soup kitchen. Welcome, Linda, to the kitchen Yes, Oracle Soup. Yes. And where's the spoon that I'm supposed to be using to stir whatever it is that's in the cauldron? It's all about spices, so we want to talk about what kind of spice you want to add to the soup. But stirring the cauldron has its own art. And, and I'll tell you, this Linda, not only is she stirring the cauldron, but she is taking it to a whole nother level. And I love that. And I love being part of that. And we'll get into that as we speak here. But I'm Katrina Wynn, and I'm here with my Oracle Soup sister, Gina Thies. And we have a lovely guest at the table. Linda Marson. All the way from Down Under, Australia. That's right, and I come from a place just north of Byron Bay, and any any backpacker knows Byron Bay. I would love to be one of those backpackers. <laughs> if, let's just say on the bucket list. Oz is definitely on my bucket list. And so we're here today having a discussion about the fact that Tarot has made this huge, I would say technological leap, because it is prominent on the internet, whether it's websites, Facebook, a variety of things. But what Linda Morrison does, which I'm so inspired by and got on the train with, you might say, is uh, creating very well-produced, beautifully pertinent topics of metaphysical uh, interest, whether it be tarot or astrology or dream work or some spirituality, and I'm sure Linda can tell us more, but I know even this podcast is an internet production, and that really is the way to go this, these days, isn't it? 
Yes, so for you listeners and for ourselves, we are interested in having a discussion around taking traditional material, traditional workshops, and transporting it to the uh, cyberspace. And, you know, any kind of issues or, uh, I said, pros and cons to doing that. So what do you have for us, Linda? Okay, well, I've got three years of experience now. I'm into the fourth year, and... Interestingly, it's only been in the last year, even a little under the last year, I've actually defined myself as when people say, what do you do? Because I actually have a whole range of eclectic skills that have earned me money over the years doing all sorts of things. But I now say I have an online business called Global Spiritual Studies and it's a learning hub for spiritual studies and spiritual studies is anything that comes under the broad umbrella of the word spiritual (laughs) so so there's a lot there but because of my own connections tarot has has tended to be the dominant one um, or things that are related to tarot like say kabbalah because there's such a strong link between kabbalah and and tarot but um the challenges many many challenges like my own background in the other working world has been as a consultant in education and training, particularly vocational education and training. So I've got a very very sound knowledge of how the formal education system works at a post-secondary level. And um, the real challenge is to take what is a very interactive face-to-face situation where you can have time to allow people to play around with tarot cards or whatever you've got them to do. How do you translate that into the online environment? And that's that's the challenge. And Katrina is, of course, has risen beautifully to this challenge <laughs> with her with her classes. But um, it is difficult to um, explain when I first start to brief people about. Okay, you know, I ask them to descri- to tell me what they would normally do, and then there's this great long description. You know, I've got six months and. You know, and something runs for a year. Well, I've learned um, that at the moment that it really isn't worth trying to try to duplicate that by having you know twenty classes or something. It's best to take some bite-sized chunks. And the other thing I'm on about cooperation, so that if someone's already got something going in terms of stuff they offer online or anything, well, doesn't even have to be uh, online. It can just be audio tapes or whatever they've got. It's like you use this facility and we'll promote it and then you're just, you know, promoting whatever you've got to offer of your own. You know, I know from myself anyway, I spent a couple of years thinking about, because I got so many requests from around the world from my classes, how can I make that leap and make it accessible and still make it interactive, like you said, Linda, and that's what kept me back from doing it for so many years, and then I started noticing some of the webinars that Mary Greer was doing, Akashli Matthews, and I went, that's a format I can get behind, because you have the visuals with PowerPoint presentation, you actually see the teacher speaking in real time along with the PowerPoint, and then you have that live chat room where the students can be asking questions or interacting with each other, and I know now that I've been producing them, I encourage my students on the live webinars to show up early and stay late so we can actually have some real live conversations about what was presented. And for me as a teacher, I come maybe I'm old school, but when I went through my graduate program and all, it was very much about um, 
being ex more experiential uh, in both of my my BA and my MA, I had to go out and do field studies, and I had to be with real people doing real things in real time, and then at the same time being supervised for that. So to me, supervision is very prime in terms of learning. You don't just put information. Oh, well, I know this can happen, and some people are self learners, but for me, I don't like to just put out information and then just drop it. But I like having that option. You've been so flexible. I have the option of recording something where someone can watch it and, and learn at their own pace, or I can hold their hand and take them through an experience and also have like a live, in my case, Facebook group where people have my supervision. I take them through discussion topics and exams and reading assignments. So it really matches my idea of learning. And so I really appreciate your flexibility with that and also your openness to the topics I present. <laughs> That she's so fantastic. I don't know if anybody else that's doing anything quite like that. Well, you say you're three, four years into this. My first ever class in cyberspace was pre uh, the technology of GoToMeeting. It was only chat room and watching me on video. So my challenge was to develop a class where I was not looking at my students and they only had me as a visual and I was typing everything. There was no <laughs> there was no talking. It was only you see me and I'm typing every single thing. The workaround was to have everything in uh, a document and copy and pasting. So I I'm you know, just how technology has moved us is incredible to be able to do this. Um, so one of the other questions or topics um, that I'm very interested in hearing from you since you're doing this, what's your, what's your feel or your sense of certification programs? And um, not that, you know, in terms, I know people offer those through your, your services, but in terms of depending on, I guess, the, the topic or whatever people want to be certified in. But let's say tarot, because there's a lot of things that there's people talk. Every once in a while we get, you know, I'll hear things about being a certified this or that. So what's your what's your take on, in terms of, that? Uh, I guess, a uh, industry that's not um, um, regulated. regulated? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, well... Certification is something that people like because they like to feel that they've that they've been given the tick of approval. So I'm I'm all in favour of certification. I was president of the Tarot Guild of Australia and sorted out and helped to sort out um, their uh, certification program, if you like, mm -hmm. so that people would go from being an interest member into being a professional member. And uh, that was an interesting process, sort of changing changing that. But I think I think the thing about certification is that people it gives people a sense of achievement, and I think that's really important. And um, who they've been certified with, well, the person who's offering the certification has their own credentials and uh, their own standing in the in the whatever whatever industry or whatever industry segment they're in. So if if they've got the credibility and they can offer it and, and Katrina's doing that with her professional tarot consulting program, um, that's great. Uh, but but of course it should always be optional. But one of the things that's happened in the last six months is I've been really um, developing stuff and trying to make it something which is uh, far more interactive is that 
where we've got courses, and by courses I mean a series of classes, you know, mm-hmm. more than just one or two, mm-hmm. leading to a, a body of knowledge, if you like, yes. um, those, those courses now are having interactive uh, um, online discussion groups plus Q&A sessions, and so twice a year the teachers will be available. Like a, uh, so that means that anyone who's well well it depends on the on the teacher but I mean a lot of the teachers are, are going for the model of anyone who's ever bought my course let them know that at this period there's going to be three weeks when I'm available there's going to be a Skype Q&A session and anyone who's ever bought it Yes. can have it and so and and what I'm finding because it's happening with one of the courses where there's been with the um, Mary Grier's um, Petit uh, Lunamond course um, because there's there've been a lot of people bought that and basically people who bought it originally they're very excited suddenly they, they, they're getting something for nothing I'm saying no because I, I started getting all these emails oh is this extra stuff costing and I'm going no this is all just going to be part of you've already paid for it um, and so are they going oh wow this is really cool you know people love yeah. information they specifically love free information right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a part of uh, in terms of marketing best thing you could do is offer something for free, free. so that's good yes but for me, <laughs> I mean, really, I paid my dues getting through graduate school, and I'm of the mind that says you got to have your homework because that's what pushes you to find out more about yourself and to also find out what doesn't work for you. And I'm a bit of a task master, but I do try to tone it down. And so in my case, I offer these two-month study groups and if you don't finish it within those two months, you can sign up for another one, but there is a fee because I want people to really take it seriously that you're going through this experience with this pod, basically. These are your people, and you stick together, you do your exercises together, you support each other. There's a certain intimacy because there's a, a closed-door policy, and then when we op- reopen it, there's a whole new configuration, and you're welcome to join that other group, but you got to sign up for it and make it formal. But I really I love the ongoing idea, too because then you're building community. Yes, it's, uh, I mean, as you said at the beginning, I'm open to anyone's suggestion. If you <laughs> so if you want to do it this way, that's fine. Yeah, the sort of whole principle is let's set up something where there's interaction between the students. And I'm putting students in uh, inverted commas here because I mean, I mean, we're all we're all learning, but somehow or other, the word student always gets associated with young people. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you can be a student at ninety. You can say perpetual you know. student. That's that's the perpetual student. Adult, <laughs> adult learners yes. or something. Yeah, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so as far as I'm concerned, so long as there's some interaction with the teacher, um, because that's what, getting back to our original discussion, that's what's missing from the online environment is that live interaction. But the best way to provide that live interaction is via a, a discussion forum. And then those Q&A sessions that I'm talking about, um, for example, with Mary uh, Greer um, or any of the other teachers for that matter, is that they'll always be recorded and then they're, then they're available. Mm-hmm. Again, they're just sitting in a resource library for people who have ever enrolled in that or registered for that course. And the additional thing I wanted to add is that 
a lot of folks who, let's say, have experience, want to teach, have something to share, just like with a lot of readers, not always so savvy with the business side of things, but really good at maybe the artsy or creative side of things. And so something like Global Spiritual Studies and someone as kind and helpful as you are and patient with people's technological needs, including the students and the teachers, really frees the teacher up to focus on their creativity. And I see that as a huge plus because even though I'm a technological person, perfectly capable of learning it, it's like, well, yeah, but how much time do I want to invest in that? So the fact that someone like Linda Morrison has dedicated your, your time right now to doing that is, I think, a huge gift to the world. Maybe I'm biased, but that's what I think. <laughs> well, Linda, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. <laughs> I've heard so much about you and really appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us here at Oracle Soup. And if our listeners want to um, know more about what you do or contact you, would you please give us that information? Yes. Well, the website is www.globalspiritualstudies, all one word, .com. And uh, there you will find a contact form if you want to contact me directly for any reason. And there you'll find an amazing, amazing array of stuff and it grows all the time. And it's from all over the world. I love it. It's a global school where people can gather around topics that they really love and share. Thank you very much for having me in your Oracle Soup kitchen. It's been a pleasure. And the cauldron. Oh, you better watch out. The cauldron is going to boil over. <laughs> it's transforming as we speak. Mmm, mighty tasty. Until next time, folks. Thank you, and be sure to visit our Facebook page as well as our website and add your comments and ideas, and you'll see links there to the various websites that we talk about. for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org and counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G .org, like in Oregon, O-R-G. And for Gina, visit tarotadvisor.com. And advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. 
This content is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.